Yes, hello and welcome to Cobb Prairie Fire, Season 2, Episode 2, uh, the home of tequila, Tabasco and the Duckworth Lewis system. I mean, what an exciting time to be an Aussie or a POM, and what a great time to have a podcast with both. Uh, lots to chat about on today's podca- podcast, obviously only seven weeks until the World Cup will be going through a few squads, that sort of thing. England has, well, there's a big announcement about somebody coming back into the team, we'll get into that. Um, snakes on a pitch. Ollie, the producer, has found uh, some remarkable vision of something that went down at the game that managed to um, scare everybody off the field. Um, and finally, of course, we'll be finishing with our Club Prairie Fire Toast. But before we do any of that, I need to bring in the other stars of this show. Uh, Portugal, I believe, Michael Vaughan, uh, Perth, Adam Gilchrist, <laughs> and Sydney, the producer, Ollie. Welcome, boys. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Pro, can I just bring some... Um, I, I was in Mexico, obviously. I escaped. I got uh, told to leave because of obviously what's going on there. Um, <laughs> they're a bit worried about El Shito, so I, I was given the, the cold shoulder, really, get out. Fair enough. So I managed to escape Mexico. I did go to Portugal just to say hello to the family, but I'm back home now, um, obviously celebrating uh, the Lionesses. So we've got a long party that started last night, and it goes right through <laughs> to Sunday. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's where to start, right, Gilly? I mean, there was a bit of chat overnight on the WhatsApp group between the two teams. Um, unfortunately, we lost. We did. Sorry, Prof, uh, uh, gents. Good to see you. Good to chat. I'm still giggling at that intro where you said, <laughs> did you say season two, episode two? <laughs> <laughs> season two. That's outstanding. Look, we got, oh, we got shut down in season one because somebody oh. didn't read the contract correctly. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to know that we're alive and well and we are kicking a bit more than what the our beloved Matildas are, no doubt about it. They uh, did the nation proud, but they were they were just outplayed, weren't they? by a better team last night. Well done, England. Well done, Ollie, Vaughnie. Congrats and mm. go well on Sunday in the final. And gee, what I didn't know, and which um, I think everyone in the world of football knows now, that only Germany previously uh, and England get the chance to join the men's German and women's German teams to have held uh, or won both World Cups, the men's and women's. So uh, I would love to see mm. England now go on and complete that, mm. that little bit of work. Or if Spain win... They'll join uh, their Spanish men's team as well. So exciting stuff! Now, Ollie, you are out. Uh, can I? Can I just? Yep. Go, Vaughn. Pro, can I just bring something to your attention, Ollie? Can you just research this? Has um, has Australia turned into England over the last few like months? Because if you go back twenty odd years ago, um, we used to play really boring cricket and get kind of pummeled by an Australian juggernaut of aggression and positivity. Uh, <laughs> we now do that, and the Aussies don't. And also, many, many years ago, you know, in the Euros, the men's team, we, we lost in a semi-final to Germany on penalty, and we celebrated losing. Oh, great effort. And the Aussies are now celebrating losing the <laughs> semi-final in the World Cup. Um, has something gone on in the last few yeah. months, Ollie? Can you just research that? Yeah, I'll check it now. I do believe there is a bit of imposter syndrome. They're trying to be us because we're succeeding so well, is what it looks like anyway. <laughs> Can I just say that, I don't, Gilly, I don't know what it was like in Perth today, but the middle of winter, it was 22 degrees and perfect sunshine here in Australia. So we will never be stupid fucking England because the weather is too good. <laughs> and you've got, you got a few big mouths over there that do think they're aggressive Australians who can't say a good word about anyone else. They've got to talk rubbish the whole time. So can't be humble. 
can't be humble. But uh, no, outclassed, no doubt about it. Um, are you going to get Ollie? You're you're in Sydney. You're likely to get along to the final, or you'll be working on it, will you? Working on it in the final. I was there last night, um, and I actually have some breaking news, Vaughny, which you'll enjoy. They uh, the English did oh. win. And I don't know if you saw this, but they changed the ball for the game. And this is no <laughs> this is no joke. It's a brand new ball. I've got the FIFA article here. And they brought a new ball that was orange and gold to show Sydney's skyline. And it's got a new microchip to give more information inside it about the shot. So it was genuinely <laughs> a brand new ball for the semi-final. <laughs> Uh, Ollie, can you just check that? Can you just check that that ball wasn't from 1966? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the boys, the boys, um, Davey Warner put yeah. some good tweet action out there, didn't he? Saying make sure they don't change the ball. And was it Usman? I think followed it up with the try the 2010 Jubilani. Remember that one? One of Adidas's great <laughs> yeah. inventions. But um, now I mentioned that the final. I've had the good fortune of um, well, I said that the men's uh, Spanish team won. The World Cup, didn't they? I was at that game in Johannesburg, 2010. It was actually the coldest night I've ever had in my life. It was freezing, but funny little story there. And and Vaughn, you know that the, at this stage of our lives, um, one of the beautiful things about the cricket careers we're fortunate to have, you can pretty much go anywhere in the cricketing world and you can pick up the phone and ring either a former teammate or more likely an opponent if you're overseas and catch up for a beer and regale old times, and it's a really nice part of the careers we were very fortunate to have. So I went to Johannesburg with Castrol, the sponsor, and uh, had a couple mm. of nights there, and I thought I'll I'll give Mark Boucher and Jack Callis and Ian, uh, Graham Smith a call and see if they've got to be around the World Cup. They've got to be here at the final, and sure enough, they were. We had a night out. I must admit, they took a strong liking to the Prairie Fire. Um, I thought it was wonderful fellowship that they were um, keen to be a part of. Cut a long story short because it was a long night. But the next day I had one promo to do for Castrol. All I had to do at this big event, branded Castrol were one of the major sponsors of the World Cup. Uh, Arsene Wenger was there at that time. I think he was still current Arsenal coach. If not, he was only just finished. But mm. he was there as the big ambassador. For, and I was a bit nervous. I had one of the South African players there they'd obviously um, weren't playing that day but I was a bit nervous and not feeling real flash after a night on the prairie floor. I had one job to run up and kick a penalty at a child a kid in goals and I ran up <laughs> and I did the D Beckham slip completely slipped out from underneath myself managed to just contact the ball and in golfing terms it wouldn't have made the ladies tee and they're all this in front of a big crowd <laughs> And Arsene Wenger standing there. So that was my World Cup moment. But, uh, geez, it was an amazing event. They are truly global events. And it's going to be the same again on in Sydney on Sunday, just without the Aussie team there. Yeah. Now, Ollie, I did want to ask you, um, how do you know that England won? Because you, you sent vision from your seats, and they were the shittest seats. I didn't know they had those. The were you on the roof? What? Some of us, um, some of us, prof do this for free and the love of it, and we don't get paid for podcasting. So um, that's the exclusion. I was, um, I was just a ball boy who got a little bit of uh, time off before kickoff. So it was good to see. Um, well, yeah, what isn't, I... that... Uh, isn't that all of us not getting paid for podcasting? Someone earning something here? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Castro, please. Ollie, can I? Ollie, Ollie, out of the... was there eighty-one thousand in the stadium? Is that correct? Uh, Seventy-nine thousand. I said, yeah, it was pretty full. Cool. Yeah. 
How many would you say were from? Well, not you know who was. How many were supporting England? Um, under two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, that's good. That's good, Ollie. You're a part of something very, very special. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you have your shirt on? Did you have your England shirt on? Glad you've asked. Talk amongst yourselves, gents. Actually, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Hey, wait, just while he's going to get this, Bonnie. <laughs> I was at Ollie's place doing some work in the afternoon, and when he comes back and puts this on, just so you know. He packed an Australian shirt as well, <laughs> just in case, because he, oh, he's got dual passports, mate. Look at this. Oh, Ollie. Yeah. Ollie, is that correct that you you had an Australian shirt waiting? For my Australian friend who joined me at the game oh, straight oh, from work. Oh, oh, mate. Ollie. Oh, you were meant to be on a football game, weren't you? Not Hawaii. What is that? <laughs> This was, yeah, what is that shirt? This was their, um, I think it was, um, big shout out to Tesco for their party shirt for the uh, World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 uh, you, can, you can always tell when a podcast is struggling when we're throwing out that many brands. <laughs> Anybody. These trolls. Hey, now, I don't know, hey, Vaughn, has the fallout, the fallout from the lack of connection obviously there's been a lot of people saying and i'm gonna i hate to say but piers morgan was trying to connect this particular match to somehow avenging what australia did to <laughs> Bairstow. um yeah do you know have you heard anything from inside the locker room is that the last thing that the lionesses were talking about before they ran out were they saying <laughs> make sure yeah. we avenge Bairstow's stomach <laughs> yeah well what what happened was um serena the manager um, got in touch with Baz McCullum, spoke to Ben Stokes. Um, ben Stokes went onto a video screen into the dressing room, and and the girls just went Ben, and and it's the last thing. It'll be on. It'll be an Amazon doc or Netflix doc that'll come out in a year or so, and it's the last thing that the team did. And and what happened was, um, I mean, again, it'll come out in the documentary. The three MCC members that were banned <laughs> that were flown over for, to Sydney, and they were in the dressing room as well. And they gave the speech to the team how important it was for this England football team to completely put to bed what the Australians did to Johnny Bairstow. And as they, as they all were leaving the dressing room, uh, Johnny himself was there with his head down, and they had to kiss his ginger hair <laughs> as they left to go onto the field. <laughs> and that is why they won. Unbelievable. I mean, how do you... Mm. Great scenes. Well, the other thing that made waves over here was um, Tim Cahill. And I wanted to ask you two guys as ex-athletes that did well in what you did internationally. Timmy Cahill, he, he made a bit of an error in judgment and he posted... <laughs> that's a polite way of putting it, Gilly. He posted... Yeah. Vision on the day that the Matildas are playing a semi-final of himself scoring two absolute crackers in the World Cup, saying "Happy Matildas Day." <laughs> now, Gilly, let me ask you: Have you ever, when let's say you know day five of the Ashes, whether ever thought about you know posting something like "Good luck, boys, score a ton." This is how I did it in fifty-seven balls. Well, it's uh, actually as you say that one one other person that we know and love or knew and loved, the great Shane Warne. Like, God love Warnie, but it reminds me of him. He used to, on, uh, well, it was around June, I suppose, every year on Twitter. Uh, and then as, as Instagram showed up, he would, the, the, the gadding ball on the, yeah. on the anniversary of whenever that date, what it was, let's say it's the 20th of June, Warnie, uh, Warnie would post the ball, which, as we know, magical. And he'd go, 
I can't believe it's 20 years or 19 years or 21 years. And the comments below, one of them that struck me that I remember clearly, God love him, someone posted, you can't believe it. Why not? You fucking post this every year. It shouldn't be any surprise. <laughs> Which I think was a beautiful response, but Warney would have carved back into him. I, but, uh, no, I don't know. I, I, I... I think we should take a leaf out of what Tim did. And I think we should uh, decide amongst ourselves on this pod uh, of what anniversary we should uh, recreate ourselves. So I'm more than happy to recreate Dale Stane knocking my off stump out the ground on many occasions. So I might, I might need a few days if that's all right. Can I take up four or five? Vaughn, I would love you, when England needs a few wickets to post you dispatching of Sachin. Sachin. I think, I think that yeah. could inspire yeah. a few people. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to see the ball again? I've got it here somewhere. It's on the wall. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I've actually, the missus has actually put it on the wall. I can't get it off. She's put it on there. Do you have those school groups still coming through to have a look at it during the day, or have they? Eased? Yeah, it's busy. They're, they're queuing up now. What we do, we just sat, yeah, they're out there. Yeah, they're queuing up. We, we only let we only let about 150 in a day. <laughs> Don't charge, don't charge them too much. Just ask one or two of them to walk the dogs. That's enough. <laughs> hey, just quickly, I don't know if you're going to move off the Women's World Cup f- finally here, but something that struck me in that tournament, the women's game, there's no acting. There's no rolling around feeling like you're being hit by a no. bus just because someone bumped you. How good was that? That was refreshing. Yeah. Girl, it's 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 becoming quite. Um, I mean, the Premier League in the UK is massive. It's monstrous. It's just a juggernaut of yeah. of huge success. But God, there's a load of bullshit in it. Yeah. Crikey, there's some shit. You know, the the, the actual um, you know the drama is unbelievable, yeah. and the the crowds and the, the TV audience. But God, you see some play acting. Whereas the women's game, I mean, it's just a, it's a joy to watch. Yeah. I mean, we, we have the best team in the world, and whatever happens on Sunday night. Um, you know, I think England have enough to win the World Cup. But, you know, I just think the way that they play, the way that they act, uh, the way that they celebrate, uh, it, it's just an actual fact in the stadium. If you take your family to watch the women's game, mm. you actually feel safe. Yeah. You know, if you go to, I'm not, I love English football. I love, I go to watch Sheffield Wednesday all the time. But crikey, you wouldn't want to take your young kids to a football match these days. Yeah. You've no idea what, I mean, there could be a flying banana. There could be all sorts that hit you on the back of the Swede. As you just stood there or sat there watching a game of football, you don't feel ultimately safe watching the men's game in the UK. Women's, fantastic. What I like about the Spanish team is they've made the final. And as you mentioned, uh, Gilla, they could be uh, like Germany, England winning, um, you know, the men's and the women's World Cup. And their team don't even speak to their coach. The Spanish <laughs> coach, the men, he, he doesn't even, they don't like him. They don't speak to him. Oh. There is like, and, and you mentioned you mentioned the late great Shane Warne. He, he always thought coaching was for well, you didn't need it. I reckon Warne would go great in the Spanish women's football team <laughs> for a couple of reasons. I think there, Warne. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, is that coach's name Justin Langer? Is that <laughs> seems like deja vu? <laughs> He does say JL, JL, I think Lopez, JL, yeah. yeah. Very good. Nah, yeah. You're right. But I was watching it with it my good. wife, who's from Glasgow, and she doesn't watch a lot of sport, but she watched it for about 15 minutes, and then she said, "What? why are all the fans sitting together? And then I, mm. I had to explain mm. that 
in Australia and in the women's game, you don't you don't need a ro- an empty bay of seats with police yeah. lined up and down them <laughs> separating the fans. They're, yeah. they're not going to kill yeah. it. Yeah, no, and that came through on the TV coverage too. Didn't it? it didn't have to be at the venue to to witness that. So now all around big tick, huge event, uh, and I would say, I reckon that goal, Sam Kerr's goal, uh, and I know it ended up being in not a winning cause, but as far as sporting moments in Australian history, I got Kathy Freeman up there, her four hundred meter win with all the world, well, the weight of a nation on her shoulders. I reckon. Um, mm. Damien Oliver, for those uh, of the racing background, a, a famous Australian jockey who rode a Melbourne Cup winner about two weeks after his brother had passed away from a racing accident. 2002, I think, media puzzle might have been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I reckon that Sam Kerr goal, they are three iconic sporting mm-hmm. moments. Yeah, I don't, and also put Johnny Bairstow being run out at launch 2023 <laughs> yeah, that was, in that. That was perfect. What yeah. I love about the fact that Piers reposted that picture oh. of Johnny I love the fact that he was two metres out of his ground. Like, you dope, Johnny. You dope. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. I have breaking news on that. I I, I believe, a bit of breaking news on Piers. I I think Piers will come on the Prairie Fire podcast. (laughs) Just a bit of breaking news. All right. I think he'll he'll show his face. I think we might need to workshop that suggestion, uh, Vaughny. <laughs> yeah, but what, what what I want what I want to try and get together if we can get Piers on and then get Merv, Merv because they had yeah, a bit of a, a ding dong. That would they? be worth. That might be worth we, a front row. If seat. we could get Merv and Piers on together, <laughs> you know, we do we do need we do need a few sponsors. Remember, so. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, I want to move on to cricket. I think there, lads. Um, First of all, there's still a bit of fallout from that lack of a beer after the test match. I don't know if you guys heard Steve Smith during the week. Um, He went on SEN. Did you hear this, Gilly? Oh, yeah. Well, I I read some snippets, but it was much similar to the commentary that had already come out, wasn't it? We we knocked, got told two minutes. We knocked an hour later, got told two minutes and just got jack of it and left. Is there any more than that? Uh, Well, I want to ask, Borny, do you think it's because that the English team think the Aussies would bore them with just talking about <laughs> Yeah. I was, I was just about to say that. I think, I, I think there's, um, you know, there's, there seems to be a lot made of this. I think England should have had a drink with the Aussies, just have one. But, you know, when you've got such a boring team, why would you go and spend a bit of time with them? <laughs> well, I had an opponent, it's Jamie Siddons, played a lot for South mm. Australia and Victoria, brilliant. Probably the unluckiest Aussie not to play Test cricket, but uh, he used to say, "If I want to drink with them, I'd go and play in their team." <laughs> so you never saw him come into your mm-hmm. change room when you played against him. Yeah. Very good. Well, it was obviously Stokesy that came out and gave him the two-minute warning, and then did that classic thing of making them wait an hour. I mean, we've all done it mm. to people we don't want to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but I mean, I, I'm amazed. I thought they might just WhatsApp and just say, "Look, we just." We just find you all very boring. Why don't you just piss off out the over and we're going to drink on our own? Well, or the other better, they could have gone one better, England. They could have exited out and just pissed off. And yeah. the Aussies sitting there, no, that, that, England that, are still in there. Yeah. That would have been the perfect one. Gilly, you, you've got it there. England are quite a smart <laughs> team. I thought they were very forward thinking and trying to change the world of Test cricket forever. No, they were that smart. That's exactly what, they, what they'd have done. They said, look, Aussies, we'll, we'll be... Uh, We'll be in here in half an hour. You pop in in half an hour. 
<laughs> so what happens then is then the the, Auss- the the England team then disappear. When the Aussies come round, they're not there. That'd have been that'd have been good. That band. would have been a good story. Yeah. I would have chuckled at that. Yeah. They were just in the long yeah. room. They're at Lords. The English just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with with Humphrey and uh, what was the other two names? Humphrey and Hinglebert. They, yeah. they, they're getting MBEs, those three. I don't know if you saw the news, um, but they are. They're yeah. part of the, for for, the, for their work in the uh, in it. But I think overall, three two Ashes score as we we've decided after last night. You know that is just is um, that official now, Ali? Is that, that, is, has that, that been made official? Yeah, the papers today. It was everywhere. It was in all the papers. It's three two um, three two England after last right. night. So oh. that's good news. So that's three two in both the men's and the women's. Is that correct? After that yeah. World Cup semi-final win, yeah, it's, it's a double. Yeah, the well, last one's good. always double. Just like our quiz, it's always double for the last one. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That is good. <laughs> nah, well done. I think they deserve it. They can they can claim that for sure. Wankers. <laughs> um, so obviously, Stokesy was the one that gave them, as I said, the two-minute warning. Big yeah. news, warning that you know none of us saw this coming when he retired the first time. Wow. <laughs> What a scoop. <laughs> Captain Courageous is back in the squad to play against New Zealand. Vaughn, is this right? Well, is it me or is it, are we in an era where, you know, it's, cricket is becoming like the heavyweight boxing world. How many times do the heavyweight boxers retire? And then suddenly someone dangles a $20 million check in front of their eyes. Oh, I'm back. I mean, I'm not too sure whether it's $20 million to get uh, Stokesy back or mowing back to play in the Ashes, but we do seem to be having it. Why did they retire these people? What are they retiring from if they keep coming back? Golf. Golf um, morning. Yeah, Golf. Well, maybe that's what's bringing them back. The amount, the amount of golf that the England team are playing. That's why, they, that's why they're coming back. They can play more golf playing uh, for England. Um, oh, he's an incredible cricketer. Um uh, understandably, you'd want him in around, but I, I do have a, a bit of a problem that Harry Brook's not in that yeah. squad. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think Harry Brook is a different league, and I think he's got the game and the mindset and this freedom of thought to to put anybody, and particularly the way that he plays spin. He's a brilliant player of spin, Harry, Harry Brook, and he can uh, marmalise any spinners. You know, he can hit sixes, reverse sweep, you name it. He's got the lot. He's got the full package for this generation. Um, ben Stokes not bowling. Um, and Harry Brook not in the ODI squad. I, I'm I, I'm not so sure whether England desperately needed him in ODI cricket. I'll be I'll be totally honest with you. They need his persona. They need his character. Um, but I'm not too sure. I look at England's squad. I think there's only one change from 2019 to 2023. Is that right, Ollie? Yep. There's only one change. I, I'm not too sure whether England have, uh, have stayed a little bit too loyal to that 2019 squad. Is there any one you reckon that, say Stokes does come in, is there anyone else? I, I mean, I, I looked at, at Jason Roy, someone like that, who I think he has got a, a couple of hundreds maybe in recent times. Oh, it's been a while since they've played the, the 50 over format, isn't it? But um, seemed to have sort of been up and down a fair bit uh, since that World Cup. So might have been an opportunity there, but uh, I don't know, you're a bit closer yeah. to it, Vaughny, about uh, about where he's positioned and, and, and the other uh, opportunities to get a guy like Harry Brook in. Couldn't believe he was not named in that team. Yeah, no, I think he's probably the player you'd look at, Jason Roy, at the top of the order, because England have three or four that you could put. You could put David Milan up to open. You know, he's such a consistent player and David Milan could open the batting. So I do think, you know, Stokes gets in uh, in the squad, of course, but whether he gets in the, the team at the end, we'll have to wait and see. But 
certainly Harry Brooks should have been the, another name that's not in that squad, and he's a, he's a gun. Uh, is Will Jacks, and he bowls a bit mm. of offspin as well, and whacks it. Uh, so England have got a, a, a kind of a, a twenty odd players that you could pick in white ball cricket. They've got such a strong squad, but uh, yeah, Jason Royal come under fire in the New Zealand series because uh, he needs a few jocks. And just quickly, what about um, there's a new name there, Atkinson? Yeah. Is it the quick? Gus Atkinson. Yeah, Gussie. What's I he? love a Gus. Gus Fraser is a bit quicker than Gus Fraser. Oh, geez, that would not so, be tough to do. I am. <laughs> so what they've done is, so what what happens in selection these days is, if you've had a Gus play for you in the past two bowls at eighty miles an hour, you've got to better that. So they've bettered that with ninety <laughs> miles an hour. Uh, no, he's, he's 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 a class bowler. He's been around Surrey for a while, and they've. Had him on the radar. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that, that their fingers are crossed still for Joffre Archer. If Joffre can suddenly find something in the next month or two, um, you know, I think they would take a risk on Joffre Archer, but uh, he'll have to prove his worth somewhere. Um, and yeah, obviously, I reckon that, that. I was just going to say, obviously. I reckon the Mumbai Indians are going to allow that, mate. <laughs> mm, correct. Now, obviously, that's the that's the heavyweight, isn't it? That's the check. Yeah, that's the top dollar. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a preview of the last uh, World Cup final, which was a tie um, where both teams shared the trophy, which I think was a wonderful thing for international cricket. And I know both their names are written on the trophy. Um, so as a bit of a treat today, guys, you know I love a quiz at the end here. It's going to be we're flashing back four years, and it's a bit of a quiz on... Yeah. Australia, sorry, New Zealand versus England from 2019. That's just a bit of a tease. A bit more to chat about before we get there. Just, just before, we, just before we hop into that quiz, and I think it's a wonderful thing to have a quiz about that topic, given that that shared trophy and the the spirit with which it was all handled. Um, particularly that one that Rick showed off the bat and went for four, and they happily, gleefully accepted it. But um, uh, did you uh, talking about team selections and and uh, various teams around the world fine tuning as we head towards that? 50-over World Cup. Do you see India, the Indian cricket team Instagram account put up a bit of vision It said, this is what we've been all waiting to see. And it was vision of Jasprit Bumrah. And he steamed into the nets and bowled one of the most vicious bounces ever to one of the batters in there. And then next shot as he runs in and bowls an equally impressive Yorker that nearly rips the bloke's toes off, I reckon. The Indian batters aren't really keen to be seeing him coming back into the net practice, but geez, that's that's good to see, isn't it? Because he is world class. Mm. Yeah, I reckon if Bumrah's fully fit, India, if they can cope with the gas and the pressure, they're going to have to. They'll be they'll be favourites to win that tournament because we know what happens in India. Um, as soon as India desperately need a wicket, uh, or should I say, desperately need a win, uh, I think you'll find that the pitches will get a little bit dustier by the second. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a few bases the covered. They've got a good, good, quick bowling lineup, and then you've got your, your spin options, haven't you? So uh, mm. ah, that's good to see Boomer back. He hasn't played since September 2022. Th- three T20s against Australia, so over a year yeah. will be the World Cup. Yep. Ollie, can you just clarify for us that um, you know that that 2019 World Cup it wasn't shared, was it? No, um, this is a case of um, it's called being a suki suki la la, um, which is what they suffer from over here a fair bit. And England have the trophy, and it's um, on display <laughs> beautifully. You. Yeah, um, right next to the extras you. that you Thank don't you. have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that we do we do have now. Gilly, just, and the new football with the in it. Gilly, just being an Aussie cricket fan, remind <laughs> me how many times we've won the World Cup? Is it again, mate? Sorry. Oh, 
I don't know. I've run out of so because we it's men's and women's as well. We're up into well over double figures. I need another set of hands, mate, to keep uh, to keep. Yeah, but that's not that. That's you you haven't won it that many times in the new world. (laughs) Cricket world. world. (laughs) Not since basketball. (laughs) Jeez, come on! That's all nullified. That's all in the boring age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PB in cricket is stands for pre basketball. That's also been coming mm. in the dictionary in the last few years in Collins. So just so you know, pre basketball, <laughs> everything's nullified. Thank you, Ollie. Is, is the definition of basketball still the one where Stokesy declares too early, or is it the one where he bats for an extra day when he shouldn't? Which one is the, the which one is it? <laughs> he, he can do both. He is the basketball um, guru. He can do both. That's. You know, most teams will try and copy Basball and they won't be able to do both. He can do both. He's an all-rounder. Squeeze in a sec, boys. But before we did, Gilly, we were chatting earlier. South uh, South Africa, have no, they've yeah. obviously named their ODI squad. Was there anything that jumped out there? Any names that uh, shocked you? But also they've named a squad to go to New Zealand. Well, no, they've named, like most nations, a T20 and a one-day squad around this period of time. So white ball cricket. Yeah. Uh, Devol Brevis, young 20-year-old. Um, a lot of people will know him that follow the IPL. He was picked up by the Mumbai Indians on the back of, I think, being the leading run scorer at the T20 World Cup uh, for under-19s a year or 18 months ago. And um, mm. I think you guys, uh, Vaughny or Ollie, you might know, better than me did he play was he picked up on contract before he'd even played first class cricket in in south africa yeah and and maybe a little bit yeah, of yeah he went to mumbai with... yeah yeah so he's exciting they what they call him baby ab don't they ab de villiers oh, looks dead ringer for him the way he plays his cricket exciting prospect mm. but the the more concerning one for, for the traditional game and i don't know whether um, now that we're talking PB, um, uh, whether Test Cricket's even acknowledged, but uh, they've stated that they're not going to pick anyone in their Test team, South Africa, to tour in February to New Zealand. They're not going to pick anyone that's involved in their local T20 competition. So that pretty much rules out their top 40 or 50 players, I reckon. So... Um, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see who rolls out playing Test cricket for South Africa in uh, in New Zealand in Feb. Gil, can I? I mean, I'll be honest with you. In Mexico, I didn't get any of this South African news, and I, I don't generally look at squads that I know have no chance of winning the World Cup anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I only look at England squad and India squad. Um, to be brutally honest. Um, so they're going to pick nobody. So who's going to get on that flight to New Zealand? It's a great uh, trip, New Zealand. The wines are fantastic. It Why is. wouldn't you want to go on that? Golf, golf, everything, fishing, whatever you want on that trip. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They called it South Africa Sea in the newspaper I read, but uh, uh, <laughs> who knows? It's still a fair way off yet. They, they did. I think they did well, ask they... New Zealand to change the dates, but uh, they weren't forthcoming. See, if they, if they were really smart in South Africa, they'd, they'd realise that they've got a number of uh, players here in the UK that they could pick. We've got loads <laughs> yeah. here they can have. You know, why not come and have their academy set up over here? Because we've got loads. <laughs> now, first of all, I want to commend you guys. That was some great world news for cricket. We're going to be the, the one place for people to go for the world mm. cricket news. I think that's what we yeah. want to be. 
Um, on that prof, Devo oh, Brevis. Oh, yes, Ollie, yes. Just Devo Brevis. So, yes, spot on, Gilly. 2022 Cricket World Cup. He was top run scorer with 506. The next closest didn't even get to 400. And he, I think he had five innings, four of them, 96, 97, 104, and then 138. So he only... Ollie, how, how many did he get against England? Uh, loads, it just says here. Yeah, loads. Um, yeah, so okay. Uh, Vaughn, how long till he's <laughs> How long? Uh, that, pro, that is a very, very good question. Uh, I know he spent a bit of time here because the Mumbai Indians reserve team come and play here every summer. Mm. And I know he came last summer. He might have been here this uh, this summer as well. So, uh, look, he's on the radar. He's on the radar. It won't be long. Vaughnie, did you... They didn't have under-19 World Cups around when you were 19 or 18, did they? Did you? 1998. 1998 right. was the first one. Okay. No, because so they didn't... When I was going through, our, our under-9, we had a, a five-week tour to England. Had a big Ashes battle mm-hmm. there. And uh, fortunately, it was... Top and tail by a week in Holland and a week in Denmark. <laughs> wonderful wonderful well, cricket learnings on in those countries. I can promise you, as an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. um, Ollie, if you just have a look at the nineteen ninety-eight uh, World Cup winners and the nineteens, yeah, have a look at that. Yeah, I will. Just I've actually just pulled up. Brevis has just sent in a message here. He in that game got ninety-seven, which is nearly half of their runs. But England won that game by six wickets and knocked it over in 30 overs. But also, <laughs> Brevis was also their top wicket taker in the game as oh. well. He got two of the four. <laughs> no, he's good. Very good. He's um, good. Uh, very good. Um, yeah, but just check out 98, Ollie. I think you, you'll find that England might have won that World Cup. Oh, yeah. Even if um, they didn't, they still claim it was a moral win. Yeah, I think think Graham Swan might have been a bad part of that team. They beat New Zealand, so that's probably a bit of an omen for what's to come. There you go. There you go. There you go. go. All right. Well, Um, hey, Vaughny, might be time to try and get another victory for England because it's quiz time. Um, Unless there's anything else you want to cover off, boys, before we get into it. Gilly, you got anything else? Can I just bring fire away? Just, just one quick one. Um, this T10 Masters League in America. Oh. Um, Gil, you, you, did you get the call? I did get a uh, an expression. Well, um, I was sent uh, the request if I was interested in partaking, and mm. I wasn't. <laughs> I never want to play another game of cricket Simple again in my life. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's some big now. I've been looking at the squad. There's some Finchies there. Aaron, he's, he's yep. over there. Jack Callis. Jack Callis. JK. Dave Hussey. Yeah. So, Nintini is playing Monty P, Monty Panasar. So, Jesse Ryder. Jesse Ryder. Hang on, did you say Monty's? That might spark my interest. Monty's playing. Yeah, yeah. I thought that might be the case. Hey, Vaughn, just so our listeners know, what is this Hmm. T10 league that's happening in the US? No idea. I, I have no idea what it is. T10 league. I, I'm, I'm guessing there's 10 overs and there's all these old old players. Uh, Colonel Mustard, Phil Mustard. Uh, oh, I've seen his name Colonel. mentioned. He's a ripper. The Colonel. <laughs> he, he's the fellow that when, when he used to go to breakfast and the waitress used to come, how, how do you want your eggs? He'd just go cooped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Colonel's there. Fidel Edwards. Fidel Ooh. from the West Indies. He's oh, there. Rockets. Um, 
Yeah, I've no idea about this league. It's just been hitting me on Instagram for the last few. I'm good. You got the call, Gilly. I didn't even get the call. They, they obviously have got. They've not got my new number. I, I could have been a revelation in T10. Well, hang on, buddy. You know why you didn't get the call? The previous Masters Champions League that we were both a part of, right? Mm. I tore my hemi. You played so poorly in your first game. <laughs> you became team manager. The old mob didn't even. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, no, no, Gilly, Gilly, you've got that wrong. I actually, I actually didn't play a game. You didn't play a game. <laughs> there you go. I, I thought you played one, and they were that embarrassed, but nah, you didn't get a Guernsey. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't play a game. I worked. <laughs> I worked. I worked out the longevity was better in management at that stage. Uh, yeah, so I've not even had the. I've not even had the phone call. That's 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 that, that, that hurts. That goes in. That goes in deep. Yeah. Yeah. That is nasty. Right. That I'm going to take nasty. over the quiz here because, uh, Gilly, you've got to go. So let's just do it nice and quickly. Right. Okay. Beautiful. So, as mentioned by Prof, who's jetted off, still just um, salty from the defeat last night. <laughs> he just stormed oh, out. He just stormed <laughs> up. He's gone. He's gone. Um, but it is to remember one of the great wins of a trophy that wasn't shared 2019 Cricket World Cup. Mm. So, first mm. question the commentator will be remembered is. Ian Smith, and mm. he gave a great line that has been remembered throughout. So the first one comes to you, Gilly, and then, Vaughny, you can steal it if not. Can you remember what the line was that he said on the call? England have won, and then it's bye, and then a few the, words. The barest of margins. That is correct. One point. One point yeah, for Gilly. That's very good, Gil. Very, very good, Gil. Very what good. a class commentator he is. All time, all time. Now, there were many big moments in this in this game, Vaughan. So question number two, who was the Kiwi fielder who caught the ball and then stepped on the boundary oh. rope? And the next... Ollie, that'll be, tr- <laughs> that, that'll be Trent Bolt. It was Trent Bolt, and it is also mm. the only time my phone has ever blown up because the first cut on Sky Sports was my dad screaming... Pointing at the rope. <laughs> so he never had it. Oh, we're two yeah. questions down. It's one all prop. And Prof's back. He's had oh, a storm off. He was up there. Back. He's back in. Settle down a bit. Hey, you keep, if you're killing it here, you keep going, Ollie. You keep going with the questions. Beautiful. Okay, so we're one all. Trent Bolt was correct. Okay, Gilly. Question number three for you. How many runs did England score in the last over of the game? to get it to a super over and the and a little help it was the same amount of runs as both teams got in the super over oh uh, well, i'm going to take a stab here at 15 gilly very good very good. he's happy with that 15 is bang on that's correct so, 2-1 to get it a good, good answer that Okay, so there was obviously a big moment where the ball, where it's been referenced, hit the bat, went for four. They were awarded mm. six runs, which someone mm. said was a clear mistake. Who came out of Orney the next day on all media, everywhere he could be seen, a famous uh, cricket official mm. came out and said it was a clear mistake. Oh, Gilly thinks he's got it. <laughs> Ooh. A cricket, a cricket yeah. official, so um, someone yeah. very important. I don't want to give away uh, too much of a clue. Umpire, I don't, I don't know if we ever think they're that important. These people. Oh, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be Simon Talfel. Yeah, it is well done. Done. very good. good. Clear, clear mistake. Spot yeah. on. Two all. Well, this is this could be the first time full house. Okay, 
over to you, Gilly. England won. That's undisputed. Um, but in the super over, can you name each of the fast bowlers who were chosen to bowl that over for each side? You pick fast who, bowler. Who the super over for each team. Yeah. Uh, well, Joffre Archer. Um, and I'm just trying to think who... Uh, Jesus, who bowled? It was a bit of a... It was... It wasn't Bolt, was it? It was... Um... Richard Hadley. Sir Richard, please. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more Martin Snedden, but... Um... Scott Styrus. Oh, Scott Styrus. Jesse Ryder. Jesse, Jesse. I'm going to go... Chris Harris. Oh, I don't reckon I'm right here, but I'm, I'm going to say Tim Southey. It was Trent play? Bolt. It was it Trent was Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was, I thought you, there was got, someone. Yeah. You've no got right half a point. That's okay. Yep. So, Vaughn, similar to you. Half a point? Half a point for what? For getting uh, Joffre Archer. So, if he gets, oh, right. okay. so if he gets could... this right, he, he wins it. Um, wins the Ashes, yeah. Yes, he does. Vaughn, Again. <laughs> who fielded the ball and threw it oh. into Joss Butler? Uh, uh, that'll be Jason Roy, Ollie. That is the correct answer. Mm. Microphone. Well done. Well done. But, hey, Vaughn, you well were done. actually commentating at the time, weren't you? For test match. What, what are you doing? Hey, Pro, what are you doing back? Ollie's <laughs> taking over. Look, I'm happy to duck out and this is it. I'm I'm happy to... <laughs> it's been <laughs> real, guys. Season, season one was amazing. Season two, just as good. <laughs> <laughs> we need a cheers to finish. We do. Oh, Look, also, uh, absolutely. Sorry, Pref, Prof, you already got I was just going to say, uh, Ollie, can you real quickly tell people where to find us on socials, please? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At, Club At Club Prairie is where you uh -huh. find us. We've potentially got some big guests lined up in the next few. Yeah. So here's to um, good health. What, what are you Ollie, just checking it. Are we, are we, Ollie, are we still number one in um, Croatia and France? And yeah, we're back to number one with the French Holland. cricket. And, and that's the big one because they're yeah. still the Olympic champions. And, that is, you know, from 1908, I think Olympics think it was. So that's the big one that matters, France. Yeah. Uh, I've got a bit of... Because um, we're obviously going to be called El Shito, when obviously we, I can get back into Mexico to sort it. I've got uh, El Rayo. Oh. oh, what is that? Whatever this is. No idea. Is it tequila? But it was on my shelf. Well, the Casamigo disappeared. The Tufnel Casamigo is gone, but Whoa. it is tequila. El Rayo. Well, very good. Um, well, uh, bitter orange. A bit, bit of orange in this one. There you go. Well, cinnamon. It, interestingly, cinnamon. My, uh, my Patron from the last episode is gone as well for some reason. I don't know why. So I've got <laughs> another one. I want to promote the brands because that's all I'm doing this for. Uh, this one, Fletcher Azul. This is Mark Wahlberg's stuff that he's out there flogging oh. uh so i'm gonna pour a bit into here and the other thing that we've got to do i hope you put your appropriate uh amount of tabasco in there yes uh, just uh the three drops for those debutantes at least three for a, a prairie fire drink hey um Ooh, you can smell the orange in there we chuckle away modern technology allows us to sit around the world and do what we think is a poor form of broadcasting Let's toast one of the great broadcasters. Uh, today we found out as we record this, um, Michael Parkinson has passed away. So, uh, mate, he, he, I think we'd all agree as a man that led the way, pioneered the way and showed us all how to do it. Here's to him. Cheers.
Cheers, Parky. Oh, Jesus. There you go. <laughs>